everybody. We're here on the Everyday Wholeness Show. And I'm Karen Stultz, the former people pleaser and self-doubter turned mindset mentor and energy worker. And I'm here with my wonderful, wonderful dearest friend, Janet. All right, you're going to say your last name. Oh, my God, Janet. You're fun, friend. My name is Janet Uribe. I'm a spiritual teacher, guide, mentor, and I have the amazing opportunity and I'm blessed to be here with my friend, Karen. Um, And we were just talking. I mean, well, what happens is we end up seeing each other. We're so excited because we haven't seen each other in so long. So we get straight to it. This has been my life for the last week. And then we said, oh, wait, we're not recording. (laughs) So here we are. We got to get this out to you uh, because honestly... We never know. We never know who we are going to be resonating with or who we are connecting with. So um, please let us know if you are resonating or connecting with us, either on on Facebook Live, on come on to the Zoom, or um, when we get it loaded up onto LinkedIn, we will do that. And also on our podcast. So we, we love to hear. But Right now, it's like, all right, let, let's get to it. We were talking about just before uh, I remember to turn on the recording uh, that a lot of these recordings have not been uploaded yet. Not a lot, but a few of them, simply because my technology and editing has been so challenging. Literally, on episode three, I have spent um, five days and three edits and redoing and trying to upload to have YouTube say, nope, we're not going to let you upload it. There's nothing here. What? Dang it. Dang it. So finally, finally, after going through all of the stuff and nonsense, and reaching out for help along the way, which everybody does really need to reach out for help upon occasion, uh, reaching out for help along the way. Uh, we finally have done it. I'm in the middle of editing one last episode of the Everyday Wholeness Show. And so you can see it uh, on YouTube as well. Uh, just look for the Everyday Wholeness Show. But we were talking earlier about um, Janet had had pushed all of the books inside uh, into her bookcase and they magically came back out. (laughs) And we were just talking about how cool it is because there are no coincidences. They, there is a purpose for everything, which is one of the reasons um, I took a lot of walks this week, Janet, I got to tell you, I took a lot of walks just so I didn't go bang into the computer or, or cancel myself from YouTube altogether or anything. <laughs> Girl, it's the, the ego keeps us alive and sends us on walks. The ego makes sure we're even here on time. Um, <laughs> well, you know, yeah. That, yeah, there's, there's, whole, there's, holis- there's a holistic purpose behind the walk and behind it not loading and all the other things too. I know I've been having a real bizarre time with my digital devices lately. Um, 
suddenly I just cleared them all and they're all loaded up on space again. And I'm thinking, come on, what is going on? Probably a reflection of how my life is going, but, um, <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm not going to go that far. It's not a reflection of our life. It is, it is what it is and we can accept it or we can step away or we can think about how we can find solutions for it. Yeah. And you know, and I like to use it, you know, me friend last episode, I think we were talking about my lost car keys Yeah. (laughs) today. You know, there's, there's so many, I'll be honest. I had uh, so much pain. So much pain the last two days. And I was wondering, I wonder if I'll wake up with pain today. And what happens is I'll get this ocular migraine mm. and uh, I'll eventually my vision will get blurred or blind in that eye if I don't tend to it. So I actually took the time to tend to it. But the other thing being is that, you know, I think that we'll often forget, oh, we're in pain and we'll allow it to become suffering as opposed to transitioning into it and recognizing it's right. The body brings pain just like duality, you know, you're hungry, you get, you feel hungry for hunger pain. Do you have to go relieve yourself in the restroom? You're going to have discomfort there. Pain's part of this reality. It doesn't go away, but how do you use it? (laughs) Well, that's it, isn't it? Uh, Mm -hmm. Recognizing it, seeing it for what it is. What is it? Because I don't, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychologist. I don't know anything about anything, but I do feel that unless we are, our bodies start hurting, we create autoimmune issues. I've been dealing a lot of my clients with autoimmune issues, uh, fibromyalgia and and, uh, all kinds of stuff, even Lyme disease. And the way we need to release that pain um, means actually having to look at the bigger picture. So when we start feeling that pain, being able to say, okay, what is this trying to tell me right now? Is it simply, hey, girl, stay in bed. (laughs) It's time. It's time. You need more rest. (laughs) Or is it, no, you were not seeing something clearly that you need to see. Oh, yeah. And oftentimes, friend, I'll be honest, you know me, there's no linear one thing. Oh, it is not never, never, never. The wholeness of (laughs) the wholeness. And that's why you're at the everyday wholeness show, ladies and gentlemen. The wholeness of it is what really brings the integration. So I'll have people ask me, you know, how did you become so so connected? How did you, how did you get this way? Or, you know, I noticed that your gifts were getting stronger. And, and, and the thing is, yeah, they're gifts, I guess, but like my mentors have told me and explained, and I, I, this resonates, you know, you earn them yeah, and you earn them by stopping in the mucky stuff, <laughs> taking a good swim in there. Okay, body, we brought up, we brought up entire blindness in our eye today. What, why, <laughs> why? Yeah. What is it that I'm not looking at? What is it that I'm not in the position of receiving? Why am I not advocating for help? Where am I not tending to self? Where am I not asking source energy for help? Um, And so here's what I want to tell you guys. You know, I asked, I did get help. I had great results with overcoming this today. I I spent a good hour or two, two hours actually in silence Mm. sitting, which is very rare for me. I'm like the energizer bunny. 
So silence is for the birds. (laughs) Yeah, this is not Janet to sit in silence. This is something that spirit is telling her over and over and over again, including me. I, I, and I'm not claiming to be spirit, but I am definitely. But you know, we'll claim not to be spirit, but here's what I was going to get at friend. And you're like, you're already running in that direction. Yeah. We'll claim not to be spirit, but spirit will use everything in front of you and people in front of you to give you the message. Random people will walk up to you and tell you what's up, tell you what you needed to hear, tell you the next phase. My dearest friend was in the middle of trying to contemplate a move and she just told God, just make it obvious because I don't know if I'm supposed to move or stay put or what I'm supposed to do. I think an hour later, her landlord says, I'm selling your, I'm selling this condo. You have to move. (laughs) So the idea of your being, you know, source uses everything, even pain, especially for someone who gets as stubborn and as busy as I do. And I'm like, I, I suffer from high performing anxiety. I'm human. Like everyone else, I have my own issues and, uh, I will ignore, deny, suppress, ignore, continue, go after the next hunt. And (laughs) until the universe says, okay, so you're not really listening, girlfriend. So here you go. (laughs) Let's humble your ass down for a moment so you can listen more clearly. And that is specific to how I learn. And I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily saying that any of you guys need to do it that way, but there are some of you guys who are, you know, team pain. (laughs) And it's just part of how we are. It is a choice. That's another thing. It is a choice at the end of the day, but you know, I've heard my guides laugh at me plenty of times when I'm like, Nope, not doing that right. (laughs) Mm -mm. Nope. We got to keep going. And, uh, ultimately friends, what does it look like to honor yourself? Holy if you learn in a dramatic way, you learn in a dramatic way. <laughs> well, you know, part, part of being whole, a big part of being whole, I, you know, I, I like, I like the, uh, what are they called? Are they called anagrams? Oh, the Enneagram? Uh, where the whole W of whole is wellness. Wellness in all areas of your life. Oh, yeah. And health. Yeah. Pain-free. Um, feeling energized, enjoying life comes with health, good health. Mm-hmm. And um, then the, the uh, O for organization. Something I am always struggling with, guys. It's part of the awesome life success system is organization. And I have to call people in to help me with that organization. Oh my gosh, friend. Can I offer a free reading to the person who comes into my home to do it for me? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I do a lot of that too. Uh, And then um, the L is for love, love yourself, love others, share that love. And the E is, again, for enjoy. Enjoy. Have fun. 
doing whatever it is. So I haven't even spoken to Janet about that, but um, I don't know. I'm throwing it out at you. It came to me. Oh, no, it's good. I'm so, you know what? I love that you brought up Enjoy. I don't think we've ever really talked about Enjoy, but let me tell you what, girl, I've been enjoying things that would typically make me upset. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Like my ex-husband came over the day and we were co-parenting and I forgot what the phrase was that he told me, but it was, most people would have been like, <sighs> cat nails, let's go. <laughs> but I heard him tell me something along the lines of that's not okay. And that's not acceptable. And what I started kind of giggling to myself about was, holy shit. Oh my God. Thank you to my ex. Thank you. Because that is how I talk to myself. That is how I talk to myself. This is not acceptable. Janet, you do better than this. You have a higher standard, a standard of excellence. What are you doing? And it was such an enjoyable moment for me to have my, my shit projected to me in this massive mirror of like, wow. This is a revelation that you were open to hearing at this moment in time. Yeah. And you know, me a couple of years ago would have been ready to throw down or you know, get in there and, and start <laughs> fighting back or, you know, fight or flight, one of those. But yeah, it was just fascinating to just sit there and really be able to watch the entire dynamic of, wow, this is, this is what resonates. This actually makes sense to me. Of course, you're speaking to me this way. I was just talking to myself like that an hour ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that, you know, honestly, that's where the running, 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 doesn't allow you to be able to deal with something like that in a in a way that is helpful. True. True. And by the way, if you have a running personality, a busy bee personality out there, and you can relate to this, you can also remember that at that moment, I would I, I had just run to a parent meeting a parent collaboration. Okay. Because I'm a single mom and we're trying to do our best for our kids. Mm -hmm. My kid's dad's a good man. I'm a good woman. We have the kid's best interest and our best interest at heart. So the idea here being friends, we find ourselves running, but don't forget that every single moment, every single second, every single action, every single thought is spiritual. So even if you are running to the next thing, even if you are short on time, even if you find yourself not being able to have a moment, remember that every moment is for you mm-hmm. and every moment is designed to show you something about you or your reality. So even though I am a busy bee, I'm always making that conscious effort to do the work where I am because no moment is a waste. No moment goes unused. Sure, I have some moments that complete and God's like, yeah, we gave it to you, but you didn't see it. You didn't hop on that train. Sorry. <laughs> but the wonderful thing too is that it's not gone forever. No. So there isn't any need to, to say, oh my gosh, I had the opportunity and it's gone. I had the thought and it's gone. Gone oh, yeah. forever. No, it's not. Yeah. When you are ready and when you are able, it will come back. Well, I don't have time to think about this, so I'm not going to. Oh, I should have. Dang it. I should have. No. When when it's right, it's right. Yeah. And and it took me a long time and and 
some self-searching that I don't do well, as you know, it has to be relatively easy. So it, it takes me a long time to get to a point, you know, just baby step, baby step, baby step. But in my job, I didn't do a very good job. I didn't. I, I enjoyed the people way more than I should have, perhaps. I just really enjoyed them. So the actual physical work may not have been getting done to the best of my abilities. And indeed, indeed, I was one person. When I left that job, they hired four people to do my job. Oh, wow. Well, the job was well done then. Yeah. I was one person. I mm-hmm. did have somebody I could come called to come in on a, a very, very, very part-time basis. But I, I couldn't do it all myself and therefore I left. So, and like I said, they had to hire four people. But what I realized was that by not doing a very good job, I was actually giving myself a wonderful excuse. I I couldn't do a good job because I didn't have the time. There was too much going on. I had too much to do. Therefore, I could not do any one thing well or even to completion. Yeah. And it was like, girl, that's a that's an excuse, isn't it? Is that the biggest excuse? That is not true. That is simply an excuse. Multitasking is a great excuse. This is where I came up with it. The multitasking is a great excuse not to accomplish things. Hey, I was multitasking. I couldn't do it. Have you ever said that to yourself? story of my life girl yeah yeah <laughs> don't it you know mine. i've got to run here don't you know i'm single parenting don't you know i have this going on don't you know i'm launching a second business don't you know i'm writing books don't you know however friends i did use it for, as an excuse for a solid year not even gonna lie especially when i was a newly single mother mm absolutely that was the best excuse i might as well have gotten that's like tattooed over here on my clavicle so that everyone could see single mom single mom single mom i i have all of my clients that come to me uh, most of my clients that come to me will will start off with i'm a single mom and that's why i have all these problems yeah and that's you know it's fascinating though because when you consider this and and i have to speak from being the the single parent, having been raised by a single parent and witnessing how society portrays single parenting. I'm not going to deny we are tribal animals Mm -hmm. still. So we do need a village. We do need a system. We do need support systems. And and I've built them for myself, but that's the thing. I built them for myself with other single parents, with other members of my community, with family members, with my boyfriend, with with someone and so forth and co-parenting. Yeah. The idea being here, I could have used that I'm a single mom excuse for the next 20 years. I really could have, or I could have just been like, all right, just get one thing going. 
just one thing. And then now I have that on autopilot. So now that that's been on autopilot, I've been able to dabble in many, many other things and I'm living my joy in doing them. And I'm not letting myself believe the limitation that society as a whole paints around single motherhood because it doesn't serve us girls and dads and anyone else who's doing it on their own out there. It doesn't serve us. No, it doesn't. It no. is a, it allows us to be in that victim mode. Yeah. And, and when we are in that victim mode, we are not really helping ourselves move forward and be whole. We can't be whole if we're playing victim. And I say that with all the love in my heart because I, I thought I was loving myself and I've, I've never been a single mom. I know it's hard. I know a lot of my clients, they don't have a spouse to, to pick up the slack once mm-hmm. a week or, or yeah. once a month or whatever. But we all have these issues. In and one form, right? It, it's, if it's not single parenting, it is something else. It is something else. Exactly. Yeah. So being able to recognize that and also recognize that if I will not accept that excuse, if anybody works with me, you know, you know, I do not accept that excuse. Yeah. Um, If it is something that you truly want, there is a way to accomplish it. I look at um, paraplegics. It's incredible what some of them are able to accomplish. Is it painful? Yes. But the accomplishment outweighs the pain. And then there's that component. We just pain coming back up again. (laughs) The idea here being friends, the pain is meant to bring the information that you have discomfort. The suffering comes as a result of the pain as when you are in fact limited or do not see a way to move forward or not choose to find a way to move forward. Um, you know, I, and I challenge us, I challenge us as human, as humans today, as people, how do you identify yourself? What type of label do you give yourself? Mm. What box are you categorizing yourself in? Because if I introduced myself today, how would I introduce myself to someone? What's one of the first things that'll come up about myself to them? Mm -hmm. Is it single motherhood? Because that's where I'm giving all of my energy to. Mm -hmm. That is the identity. That is the course trajectory. I happen to be a mother who isn't married to my kid's dad. (laughs) But I also happen to be a more empowered person than I used to be. I also happen to be an enlightened human. I also happen to be connected. I also happen to be loving. I also happen to be all of the opposite of all those things at moments too. <laughs> you mean you're human, Janet? Huh? Oh my gosh. We're whole. <laughs> we're whole. We're whole. It is. It's about being whole in our hearts, in our world, in our community. And do we succumb 
to feeling less than whole? Yeah, sometimes, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. But it then it, it, it creates a, a choice, a decision, an intention that if it is something that you are not enjoying, what are you going to do about it? Who are you going to reach out to? Where are you going to find the help? A lot like me trying to get these blickety blank videos uploaded to YouTube. <laughs> I like that you say blickety blank. You want me to fill those in those words for you? <laughs> <laughs> Girl, I'll fill them in for you. <laughs> I don't know. They may not let us on YouTube then. <laughs> one of them would end with an er and the other one would be inks. <laughs> You know, it, it just is, what are the other possibilities? And what is this trying to tell us? Yeah. You know, is this the right time? And like I say, it has to be relatively simple, if not easy, at least simple. And if I have to try too hard, perhaps this is not the time for me to try to do this. That's all. Yeah. Maybe I don't have the support I need. Maybe I don't have the, maybe there are other things that are more important. Maybe I need to go for a walk. (laughs) (laughs) And anybody who knows me uh, knows that walking was not in my realm of, of being for years. I don't do much else in the way of exercise, but literally I could sit, I I could take 200 and I have 250 steps a day. When the average person takes a minimum of 2000 steps a day. Dang. So that is, that is a minimum. Is it really 2000? Yeah. I don't even know. I've never had one of those step things. Yeah. Well, only because I started on this new diet because I love them because they won't call it a diet. It's a terrible four letter word that I, they may block us on YouTube for that too. (laughs) It's a bad four letter word. Whenever you start thinking about that, instead of helping create that wholeness in you, helping create the energy that you want to have, helping release the weight, helping to do whatever it is. Um, Hey, I felt healthy enough. I was just way overweight. I still have a lot of pounds to go, but it's all in moderation. And that's what I I work with my clients with too. And you do as well. Janet is to say, okay, um, what is one tiny step? What can Mm -hmm. you do in moderation? Just one new task. I'm being asked to share something with you guys. Oh, love it. Um, There's there's a lot of difficulty, turmoil, lives that'll be exiting and transitioning. There's so much that will be happening. And the one thing that we're not necessarily accustomed to doing for ourselves in America we live very much more isolated, far from our parents and families. It's very different from like my culture in Peru where everyone makes it a point to like buy the house next door to their parents. 
Um, but ask for help, ask for support. And if there is one area of your life that that is the area where you need the most support, ask for it in that area. If someone offers you help, take them up on it. It might be something as simple as getting your kids off the bus or, you know, a meal or something. You just need a pitch in with a meal, something. Ask for it, guys. People want to help. People like being asked and, and, and needed at moments. It reminds them that they have another door to open with someone as well, that they could count on you as well. Reciprocated energetic exchanges. Yeah. So friends, I don't know who needs to hear this right now, but ask for help. Be specific in what you need. And then just practice that one area of your life. That one, be it the diet, be it the help with family, the help with your business, whatever it is, one area where that would benefit you greatly to ask for support and help because otherwise you will find yourself be staying stuck in the suffering of requiring it but not taking any single one step towards helping yourself moving forward always yeah if, if you are going if you're staying stagnant you're not helping yourself or others that yeah. way yeah yeah and that is for me to hear just as it is everyone else's ears yeah, as well. me too. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's so important. And I, it, it, I was brought up that you did not ask for help unless you had tried everything under the sun. Mm -hmm. And at that point, ask for help. Yeah. Now I have somebody, someone else who says, Eh, I can't be bothered even trying. You do it. No, that's not asking for help. No, it's not. And, you know, I grew up with very proud parents. You don't ask anybody for help. You figure it out on your own. And they immigrated here. They didn't have any family here. So they really did figure out everything on their own. Um, but at the end of the day, as I got older and my parents weren't as involved and such, I, I required help. Actually, one of my very dear friends, Matt, often helped me in scenarios that I could not believe he was helping me in as a child and even as a young adult. And what's interesting is Matt never asked of me. Mm. So I had this tendency to feel like, oh, I'm indebted. Yeah, yeah. I'm, in, I'm indebted to him. And, and I don't want to feel needy because yeah. I'm feeling indebted to him and, and that's needy and I don't want to feel needy and it's a catch 22 sometimes. Yeah. So you know what, friends, because Matt never needed from me or asked of me, I just paid it forward. Oh, <laughs> and, that's right. But it was such a life lesson for me to learn as a child, as a young adult, to have someone who shows up for you to say, you know what? That resonates. I'm here to be of service too. I want to show up for someone. Mm -hmm. If someone asks me, now listen to that. It's important for them to ask too. We're not here to save everybody from themselves. It's important to learn to ask. Yeah. Um, someone asked me, I'll show up for them. And, uh, and I do to the best of my ability. Yeah. But yeah. So Matt, if you're listening, by the way, I know I never paid it back to you, but I'm doing it <laughs> other ways, other, other places. And I'm, I'm lucky that I can. But yeah, friends, let's ask for help in those areas of our lives that 
just need a little bit more support. Yeah. And uh, there are places that you can get that help for free. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't want to impose. Yeah. They don't want to ask for that help because it's an imposition. And yeah, it might be, but honor the person that you're asking to let them say, no, mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I can't help you. Yeah. And, and be okay with that. Yeah. Instead of the way I was, which was all right. I've tried everything under the sun and I am asking now and I need your help and I need your help now. And then to have them say, no, I'm sorry, I can't help you was just like a dagger to my heart because don't you know, I would not ask, give me, give me a crumb, give me a little crumb. Tell me a direction I should look at. If you can't do it, what, what little crumb of information could you give me? Yeah. And I want to take that even to a grander scale. We there, I've met people who don't even feel entitled to ask for help. Mm. So they won't ask another person for it, but I've even met people that don't feel like they're in the position to ask the universe for help. There's certain conditioning that has come through. Oh, well, you go through the priest or you go through, you go through the pastor or you go, you know, me talk to God or universe or source energy, whatever you guys want to call it. I have no attachment. Um, I mean, what could they even tell me? Could they give me a response? Like I'm not clear audience. I'm not clear of what they're communicating at all times. <laughs> at they're all. always here, aren't they? They're always here can ask that's right ladies and gentlemen they're always there with you i don't care what activity you're doing in your bathroom or your bedroom they're always <laughs> yeah, so, yeah i just <laughs> um yeah leave it to me to take it somewhere else um <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what makes it fun in the whole show the everyday oldest show it's I mean, every day we all we all have these taboos in this country and and most um, uh, industrialized countries, other countries are like, you know, let's be real. This is part of life. <laughs> I know. When Karen asked me to do this show with her, I was like, girl, are you like, are you talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I'm here to basically like blow up all of our paradigms and touch on subjects that people aren't comfortable with. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. That's it. Of course. <laughs> that is the best. So, but yes, friends, ask, ask. But it's as simple as that. And then, are you sitting still long enough to listen? Are you paying attention to the things before you that are the messages? Are you connecting with that? Um, are you honoring things for yourself? If you are ever so inclined to really not want to do something, and there's just nothing that's going to move you, that's not honor it. Yeah honor it. If you are compelled to move in a direction towards something and just like everything about you is wanting to go, go, but listen to yourself, listen to your inner guidance system, your gut intuition, um, and make it a point to block out the external noises too. Cause sometimes those external noises are often just projecting 
their own things. The self-doubt. Yeah. The uh, negative speaking, the what ifs. Sure. Yes. And I, I love honoring yourself enough so that rather than, and they will come up, what if this happens? Well, solution-based people like us will find a solution to those what ifs. And that's great because things happen. But if you find yourself allowing that to keep you from following your heart, following that gut intuition, then turn it around and ask yourself, what if this really worked out? What if this is going to be the turning point of my entire life? Yes. What if I followed through with this? And that sometimes brings up things like, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose my family. They're going to want all the money from me. They're going to be hanging around, but not for me. And I won't have their support anymore. Yeah. All of these things that, you know, may show up, but that's great too. What if we could create a solution for all those things that do show up? Wouldn't that be awesome? And have exactly what we are searching for. Yeah. And ultimately, you have the ability to respond as things come up. Yeah. Well, sitting in the what ifs could get you stuck there for a long time. Believe me, I practice what ifs all the time. <laughs> Let me just tell you, I'm a master procrastinator. <laughs> what that can look like. But at the same time, those external voices are measuring, just like we're measuring. And they're oftentimes saying, you know, that sounds like a lot of pain I'm going to have to go through, through to get to the other end of it, which comes with pleasure. But to believe that everything's always going to be pleasurable is also kind of an illusion. <laughs> well, <laughs> right? yeah, yeah, you have to, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. There's a pro and con to every, every choice. Yeah. So being able to recognize that we have choice, we have that choice and we can ask for help and yeah. we can be whole, but it is a choice to do so. Yes. So which feels lighter. And I, I'm not sure if we've done it on this show. I know Janet and I have talked about it numerous times uh, on the uh, magical tea party. And that is allow yourself, allowing yourself to take a pause, look at your choice. Sometimes there are umpteen gazillion choices you could have, but look at the two top choices and which one feels better? Which one feels lighter to you? And, and really scan your body. Which one feels lighter to you? It's like, uh, but my example was, um, I should go up to my home office and do some work today. I'm not gonna have the clients unless I go up to my home office and start writing, reaching out, doing something. 
And guess what? When you're in that have to state of mind, you're going to do a horrible job, a really horrible job. So why? So I, I allowed myself, what do you want to do? Do you want to go upstairs or sip like a, a lump on a log on your couch eating bonbons? Well, guess what? I wanted to sit on the couch eating bonbons. And I gave myself permission to do that. And then after about 15 minutes and having those chocolate heady issues showing up for me and feeling like a lump on a log, which feels better going up and doing some work, whether it be reaching out to people or something else or sitting on the couch, like a lump on a log, eating bonbons. Well, you know what? 15 minutes was all I needed to give myself permission to go upstairs. And I had the best conversations. People came to me like, oh my word, where did you come from in my life? And I'm really? You have no idea where I was 15 minutes ago. <laughs> Honor yourself, give yourself permission to recognize where you are and, and listen, listen to what's going on and ask for help when you need it and allow your intuition to show up for what, what do I need to do what I say I truly want to do. Mm -hmm. And then, gosh, friend, that's a whole episode right there. I'd love to have one day. Well, let's do it. Yeah, we'll plan do it. We'll, we'll piggyback off of this one to go into that one. But, you know, what does it look like to accomplish what your heart's desire is? So you can know what you want, friends. You can have an idea of what you want. But unless you make your entire time and priority, priority and value around that, it's hard to accomplish it. And, and I'm not going to say entire because you're a human and you have needs and there's many other components that have to be met for you to function. But, you know, a lot of times is, are you making it your value? So you say you want a million dollars. Okay. I need a million dollars. I need it tomorrow. What do your actions look like today? What do they look like today, right now, to do that. Because yeah. if they're not there, I told my friend this this morning, I was like, girl, like you can want it all you want, just like you want dinner. But which one of your little tiny kids is going to go in the kitchen and do it for you and prepare the meal for all of you tonight? And ultimately, how are you honoring what you want or even use the pain of not having what you want. Mm -hmm. Use the pain of not having what you want to your benefit. Create some action choices yeah. to move in that trajectory. It's really just honoring your wholeness. It's honoring that, hey, I'm in pain. I'm in discomfort. I don't like where I am. And friends, I am the queen of this. But I want to be over there. <laughs> Tell me about it. Tell me about that's it. That's what I want. Don't you know it's... But the, this, 
wait a minute, this doesn't look at all like I decided I wanted it to look. I already told the universe I wanted that right there. That's it. And it looks more like this and it doesn't have this and I have time flexibility and I have unlimited income and I have, but what did I do <laughs> to create the over there? Well, clearly I'm not there because guess what, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here right here. Otherwise, if I were meant to be over there, I'd already be there. At this moment in time, this is the place to be right at this moment in time. And this is where we're creating. And right. we can, we can change that in the next moment in time, or we can stay right where we are and move yep. forward. And I'd like to piggyback a little bit on that being over there. I remember, you know, how people tell you to write down, especially when they're looking for a, a relationship, a new relationship with someone, write it down. What does this person look like? What color hair do they have? What are they, um, how tall are they? What kind of car do they drive? Write it all down, look at it, feel it. Mm -hmm. Guess what? When it comes right down to it, sometimes spirit knows what you need yes. and what is really there. I did that, um, you know, hey, way back, way back in the 60s, I did that. And uh, it was comical. No sooner had I written this whole long thing of what my perfect guy would look like and what he would do for me. Mostly it was what he looked like. When my husband-to-be showed up in my life, totally opposite everything I'd written down, everything I had written down. The only thing that was on it was kindness. He's definitely a kind, wonderful person who loves me. Those were two things on there. But I, a blonde, you know, 6'2", um, no hair on the chest. <laughs> My husband has black hair, <laughs> plenty of hair on the chest. <laughs> <laughs> five five eight <laughs> but spirit brought us together and and we always told everybody how on earth did you meet we met out in the middle of nebraska on the only hill in all of nebraska i swear he applied to the school from germany i applied from massachusetts and we end up in Nebraska. Neither one of us had ever been there before. And why? We were supposed to meet. That's all. We were supposed to meet. And 52 years later, we're still meeting. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So it's possible. If Absolutely. we allow and understand that some things are just meant to be, even if they don't fit in with what you see over there. Maybe we're not going over there because it's not right for us at this moment in time and maybe never. It's okay. Yeah, 
And the over there isn't always meant, like you said, isn't always meant to look like what we planned. Mm -mm. Um, But the universe does know your heart's desire. Exactly. What is most important to you, the universe knows. And if you are open to it without question, the universe will deliver. Yeah. And I love one of the things that I find is, is a magic question or, or response to people is, well, that's interesting. Like as you were talking earlier with, with your co-parenting parent of giggling or, well, that's interesting. (laughs) Yeah. This is new information. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And what you do with it is your choice. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to hang on to it. You do not have to own it. It is your choice. Yeah. And then you can choose what you're going to take from it. What What will make you whole? Uh What will make you whole? Yeah. 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 Well, Janet, I hate to to say it. I'm looking at the clock here and it's like, oh, shoot. But it has been a pleasure as always on the Everyday Wholeness Show. And uh, people, please do come um, and and listen. We have it on a podcast. We have it posted all over social media. We have it live on Facebook. We have it on YouTube on the the Everyday Wholeness Show. And also um, come to karenstultz.com. That's K-A-R-E-N-S-T-U-L-T-Z.com. Just like my name down there forward slash tea party where Janet and I have a magical tea party the third Thursday of each month at... uh, what time, Janet? 10.30 Central, 11.30 Central. Mm-hmm. Is it 10.30 or 10 o'clock? I don't oh, know. Oh, gosh, friend. Now you've got me double guessing. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. It's it's 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock and um, 11 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock, whatever it is. You guys are smart. You can figure it out. It's <laughs> Eastern time is 11 o'clock. So, uh, yeah, sign up and, and get reminders and the links to the Magical Tea Party where we can really work one-on-one with you. And uh, we love it. We love it. All right, my friends. Well, you have a beautiful day. Karen, I've loved talking, my friend. It's always an honor. Uh, same here. Same here. Thanks so much for everything. And Absolutely. bye-bye. Bye-bye.